Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. I'm Ronnie. Glad I'm here. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Here we go, right in the middle of it. Catching us, pulling the curtain back here. All right, folks, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. We are here today and we're talking about some cool stuff. We are very pleased to have with us a great friend, Ronnie Shoemaker, a great coach man with a lot of experience in this whole field of, you know, working in corporations and pulling out and working out with the getting the best out of people. I'm Michael Bailey, and I'm here also with my great friend and partner, Rich Barron. Today's topic we're going to be talking about, and talk about ACT, the, the whole thing about taking action as well as and cultural transformation, is this idea of don't live your life in such a way that there's going to be regrets. Don't play the game of if only. That's what we're going to talk about, because right now, when does if only live? Right now, right now, it is now. If only I'm doing this instead of looking in the rear review and saying, I wish I'd done that. Look at it now in terms of if only I would do something now, get off the fence, make a decision about becoming the best you can be as a leader, as developing your leadership capabilities, talents and potential. Don't think about it. Don't get around to it. one of these days. Let's get going. Let's get it out there. And let's get things happening here. So let's start. Rich, talk to us about don't live with regrets now and particularly in the future. Do something now. Exactly. I think, you know, one of the things that I have always talked about with my kids, with other things is what are you going to trade today for? You know, you're not going to get today back. Once, you know, it's midnight, that day's gone. We start another one. But it's it's how you spent that day, you know, because time is precious. We don't ever get it back. You know, they say that we can make money. If you lose money, you're always going to be able to make that back. Or, but time is something that we is, is very precious and we have very limited amounts of time. So you really need to ask yourself, what are you going to trade today for? And if it's going to better yourself for the future, then then you've made a good trade. You, you've spent that time wisely. One of the things, and, and I've got to say this, that it doesn't matter who you are as a leader. There's going to time, come a time in your career that things are going to get difficult. Things are going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of stress. You're going to be second guessing yourself. There's a, a, lot, of, a lot of potential negativity around anything you do whether it's your organization, whether it's yourself, whether it's your career. With one positive about executive coaching 
is you're going to learn how to address your strengths and understand where your gaps are. So when you come down to times like, like, you know, that are very difficult in your career, and I promise you, you'll see those, you'll know better how to handle that situation with yourself and with those around you. That in itself is, you know, we've all been there. I've, I've been there. Ronnie, I'm sure you've been there. You know, my, and, and it's when you understand how to address those issues and you come out the other side of that, you're that much stronger and you know you're never going back there again. Yeah. And let's, let's pick this up with Ronnie here. I'm going to interject something because you mentioned something before we came on that I think fits into it. There are our strengths and there are our gaps. But you know what really I think screws us up? I think what really screws us up is our derailers, which is a nice way of saying the way we sabotage ourselves. Yeah. And that self-sabotaging stuff can be something that we do consciously or semi-consciously or kind of know about it, but maybe not altogether own it. So we, you know, it keeps coming back and nipping in our heels and tripping us up. So you were talking about, Ronnie, don't live in the past. One of those ways of living in the past is keep revisiting those places and times where we derailed or we sabotaged ourselves. Yeah, that's correct. I think one of one of the easy things that we do as leaders and really just as, as people in general, but leaders specifically, is we recognize the errors that we made. And we like like Rich said, we're going to make errors because that's just our human nature. And sometimes we tend to wallow in that past. We tend to just dig our, dig our feet in the mud and go, wow, I wish I would have had us could do that again. Or why did I do that? And you start questioning yourself. When you start questioning yourself, you start doubting yourself. And that doubting yourself shows up with your team. They know you're doubting yourself. So my, my idea when I'm talking about don't live with regrets of the past is, is acknowledge them, accept them, move on and make a new plan and make a new goal and learn from those mistakes you made in the past instead of living with those mistakes. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect learn, sense. It's a learning opportunity. And as leaders, we need to always be ready and willing to learn because if when we get to the point that we think we know it all talking about a derailer we're, we've just hit we've just hit the big derailer if we think we know it all oh, absolutely that's a pretentious thing yeah. for sure yeah. you know it's, it's an interesting thing that we what we as human beings do you've heard the term briefs attorneys develop these briefs about why someone's guilty or somebody is innocent you know they lay out here's the argument why this individual is guilty they did the crime the other side is developing a brief about why they didn't and they're innocent, or at least they're not guilty, right? Well, we do the same thing, but we do a third one. So we, we build these briefs about, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not that up to it, blah, blah, blah. And then we can also build a one. Yeah, I'm up to it. I really can do it. I really can make this thing happen. But there's another one. It's really insidious. It's the insidious brief. And it's the brief about mediocrity. Yeah, I can do it, but I'm not going to take too many chances. I'm not going to take too many risks. I'll do it this far. I'll do this much, but I'm not going to risk too much. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm still going to play it safe. That is insidious. That is a derailer. That is something that if we play that game, we'll never get to that place where we're building the brief on our excellence yeah. and how well we can play it, how well we can do it, how well we can get out there and make it happen. So what do you think of it about how, how, because it's a pre, it's almost like a pre-game thing, right? It's a pre-game thing. It's a pre-game thing that you do each day. You do, you know, each week or you do each month or before a, a big project comes up, you do it and you probably do it uh, unconsciously. What do we, what, 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 as coaches, how can we help them 
interrupt the negative brief, the mediocrity brief, and then focus on here's the great brief about how you are up to it and you're ready and you can go for it. What do you think about that, Rich? I think as, as coaches and I, and knowing the coaches that I know, you know, Ronnie and this group of coaches that, uh, you know, we've been familiar with and got to work with down to the last person, every single one of these, these coaches have a tremendous amount of experience, negative and positive and how to come out the other side that they can fall back on. And they can help you with and understand, you know, how to how to address these certain things, how to get get out the other side and understand, understanding yourself and 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 how to really use those strengths to get out the other side, but at the same time relying on the experience of the person that's coaching you. It's interesting that um, the executive director of Google once stated that why would I need an executive coach? I'm the best in the world at what I do. And that was an ex that was a, a, an actual statement from him. I already and, made that statement as he was ascending into heaven. That's what I, I didn't see the video on it, but I heard that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> but regardless, once he had been, once he had, uh, engaged a coach, he come away from that saying that there's I, I had no idea that there were so many things that I was missing. Oh. I felt like I was the best there was. Yeah, and, and you know, as, a, as, a, in, as an outside executive coach versus an internal one, and we've talked about it before on this podcast, we have the freedom of not being handcuffed by working in that company. So if we, if we go talk to an, exec, to an executive that is, uh, concerned about past mistakes, concerned about making them again, or what what lessons they've learned. A lot of times, they're not going to get honest feedback from their staff, from their coworkers, from their peers. But as an executive coach comes comes in, we've got the experience, as Rich said, and and we we can lay it all out because we don't have any risk in the game. If that makes sense, we don't have to worry about the politics of working with that leader. Am I going to pay for it later if I tell him something he doesn't want to hear? As an independent coach with the experience, and we've all failed, I'm, I'm here to tell you, uh, we've all made mistakes. I think that independence provides us with the surety and the comfortability, the comfort of that in, of that coach or that executive being able to be honest. We can take them through the process, have them look in the mirror, have them confess, have them, have them really take a deep dive into why they did what they did, learn from it, and make sure they don't make mistakes. You know, one of the things that because we are, as you're saying there, Ronnie, we are on the outside. And so we have a different perspective. Yeah. And it's, it's a perspective that has been learned. And part of that is uh, that uh, ability to see that level of seeing in a different way has to do with leading indicators and lagging indicators. Mm -hmm. That is the ability to see them where the right. person is right in the middle of it probably can't see them. For instance, working with a particular uh, individual, she's in a leadership position, and I've been listening to this individual talk about the many hours that they are working, okay? So, and it's been going on and on and on and on, right? So that is what? That is a leading indicator that we're watching about how it's working out in terms of stress, being overworked, 
getting tired and all the stuff that not only starts to show up in terms of the mental and the emotional and because we're so good at hiding it and, and suppressing it, we can still put on our game face, right. smiling, even though, you know, it's really, you know, hurting bad. And then, you know, so you kind of start warning them about that. How long do you think you can do that? What do, what do you do in terms of delegating? What are you doing in terms of planning on and on and on? Then it moves. At some point, it moves from these leading indicators to now these lagging indicators. And as I was talking to this individual, this individual started sharing with me some physical problems that are starting to come up. Yep. And oh, we yeah. talked about the idea of somatization. You know, as, as you get this stuff going on and the stress is going on, right? And the stress is releasing cortisol and the anxiety is adding to it. So all the more, and all of a sudden you got adrenaline kicked in, in but you're not doing anything about it. So now you're suppressing that all those brain chemicals, they got to go somewhere. They're going to go into your organs. They're going to go into your muscles. They're going to go someplace because you're not doing something to get them out and take action on it. And here's here's the thing that I want. And and, and this individual did the typical thing that per, that people in denial do. And I'm going to I'll show you what it is. The typical thing when you present to them the truth, the truth of what's hurting them of, and what's going on. And the real hazards of continuing in this way is this. They laugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that laugh is called? It's called a gallows laugh. Interesting. A gallows laugh. Yeah. It comes from this notion of there's this guy. He's about to be hung. He's been caught doing all sorts of stuff. And, you know. And he's up there and he's about to have the neck in his neck with the, the rope put around it. And he laughs. He goes, oh, well, my mom always said I'd end up being hung by the neck. You know, <laughs> fulfillment, self-fulfilling prophecy. You got to watch that because a coach is going to be that person that's not going to only help you set things up in such a way that you don't live a life of regrets. They're also going to be that person that can see, that has that vision of, what are the leading indicators? What are the lagging indicators that I see with the individual? How can I start bringing them the truth? How can I get them to start seeing it? I can't make them change, but I can start setting the scenario so that they can start seeing it and checking it out. Yeah. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 And, and, and oh, yeah. My, my background's in healthcare. So I've been in healthcare for the last 20 some years, specifically cardiology. So how many how many patients are walking in your cardiologist office with chest pains and, and other symptoms of, of heart heart attacks because of stress? Uh, stress is one of the leading uh, causes of, of, of chest pain and heart attack, shortness of breath, whatever, because the stress finally catches up with you. You could be the best athlete. Uh, you could be the best in shape uh, leader around physically in shape. But if you don't know how to deal with the stress, uh, that that's going to cause illnesses. And as a coach, we can we can identify those stresses. We can help you through those stresses. We can help you de design a, a development plan to take you through those stressors and figure out a better plan and new goals to get through those and move on, move on past instead of wallowing in or being afraid of admitting that those weaknesses or that stress. Yeah, even getting your attention to think maybe you ought to go see your doctor. Yeah, yeah. Get checked yeah. out to see yeah. what's going on. Let's let's, let's not keep playing like this is going to go away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what, what are your thoughts on that, Rich? Stress is a killer. 
it's a killer in more ways than one. It, it creates depression. It creates a lot of issues. Yeah, poor, poor work performance. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, it, it can destroy families. Your career, if you don't know how to handle that, can just actually destroy families. And I know where that's happened. Here's one thing that I've, I've heard. Uh, I've heard a lot of this before. Is I don't have time for coaching. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Okay. You don't have a, that time to set aside a couple hours a week to really dive into what we're going to work with you on and, and those meetings. That really is what it comes down to is, you know, time. I want a good example of this. That I'm just thinking of, we talked about this, all of us uh, quite a bit is Steve jobs. He was dying. He was dying when he engaged uh, John Matone to be his coach. John Matone didn't get a lot of time to spend with him, but at the same time, why would Steve Jobs want to engage a coach when he already knew his he was dying? His time was limited. And it wasn't just about him trying to improve himself. He wanted to leave a lasting legacy for those people coming behind him. Mm -hmm. And in the end, that's really what it's about. Being a leader is not simply about ourselves. It's not. You hold so many others' career paths and, you know, everything in your hands, their, their current success, their future yeah. success in your hands and an organization success in your hands, that it's not about you. So when you ask yourself, you, you tell yourself, I don't have time for coaching. Do you have time to pick up the pieces later on yeah. when you didn't get it? Because yeah. I, I promise you, that's going to take a whole lot more time yep. than the coaching is. You're going to be better prepared for anything that comes your way. Yeah, a little bit of yeah, little bit of little bit of pain now. A little bit of pain now is uh, worth a lot more gain in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I gotta share the story with you. Years and years ago, I was selling coaching for Zig Ziglar. <laughs> and in the training, they told about this guy that had called for three years in a row. He owned a diesel truck repair shop and he called in every year and, and it was always the same story i'm working 80 hours a week i you know i believe zig stuff and i want to change my life but i don't have the time okay. this guy was like just the classic story i don't have the time so they shared it and so i got a lead and i get this guy on the phone and i talked to him for just a couple of minutes man it is the guy it is that guy and so i get hold of the guy who taught me who ran the the, the, the sales floor and i said i said this is the guy this is the mechanic 80 hours a week and it was like all of a sudden three stooges you know whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. <laughs> we got the guy in the phone <laughs> and we just go to the phone and we just say you know this is the fourth year you have called us let me ask you a question are you still working 80 hours a week Yes, I am. Are you still not taking time off to go to lunch? No, I don't take time. Have you have you take you still not doing taking a vacation with what? No, I'm not. I said we are here to help you. We are enrolling you today. Get your card out. You have called us for four years now. You are obviously looking for help. Here's a guy that wanted to stay on the fence, but he didn't want to stay on the fence. He wanted somebody just to help him to pull off the yeah. fence and get it up, get over there. 
And do you know within a few weeks, this is, a, this is marvelous. He wanted to do it. He just didn't have the permission. The permission. He didn't have configured it out in his brain. His coach got him back to 45 hours a week. He figured out how to do it so they could do it. So it wasn't there all the time. The other thing is that it's like 20 years, something like that. He'd never taken a vacation. He and his wife went on a vacation. And guess who loved it? His wife and him. (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, Michael, that ties right back into what we started talking about regret. Yes. Is, is, you know, is he could have, every time he called for three consecutive years, he's probably regretting, especially when he's on vacation with his wife, that he didn't take the call the first time he called. And, and, and the whole trick is to take that vacation. Don't live with those regrets, understand what he's learned and knowing he can now, he can now maintain his lifestyle at 45 hours a week and not 80 hours a week. So let lesson learned. Don't, don't live with the regret of the past. Take the new goal take the coaching that's available and move forward with new goals. Very good. That's outstanding. Excellent. Excellent advice. Yeah. Ronnie, they want to get hold of you. How in the world did they get a hold of you, man? Well, it, it's easy. I think, I think uh, Rich is going to put my website up there. Yeah. Ron, our shoemaker, intelligent leadership, ec.com. Uh, my phone number's on there as well. I'll give it to you now though. It's 937-925-5005. All the information's on the web. And uh, I'll take calls. I'm here to help in any way, shape, or form. Just let me know what you need, and I'll be glad to uh, to talk with anybody. I'll give a free uh, free coaching consultant uh, first first time coaching visit and do some uh, assessments with you at no cost. And uh, give me a holler and let's see if we can't get a, a relationship going with with coaching uh, you as the leader. Outstanding, outstanding. Give me a call, folks. Outstanding opportunity to work with a great coach. Thank you, thank you for being on today. My, my pleasure. Oh, yes. Rich, take us home. Ronnie, thanks again. I, I got to tell you, it's always a pleasure. It's always it's always a good time talking to Ronnie. We've uh, we've had some good conversations and I, I myself have learned a ton from from Ronnie and, you know, his his executive experience. He's a wealth of knowledge. So once again, folks, we're at the end of another episode of Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. So. I got to tell you, if you had time to listen to us tonight, you've got time for coaching. Absolutely. You've got time for and we can we can make that happen for you. Um, Look us up. Give us a call. Go to our website, executiveleadersactilec.com and book some time with us. Look up Ronnie. Book some time with him. Talk to somebody. Get out of that. You know, the, the big I think the big takeaway from this is the hardest part of that journey is usually that first step. Usually always is. Once you start building those habits, doing that, it becomes it becomes second nature. So hope you enjoyed tonight and looking forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Have a good night. Take care. All the best, everybody. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries 
and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.